You're listening to Career Up Now's Socially Distanced Close-Ups podcast. Scott is a transformation manager at Republic National Distributing Company. He is a leader in the increasingly important field of change management. During his career, he has helped companies going through significant changes, both as an internal and external consultant. Scott, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today and participating in socially distanced close-ups. My first question for you is, when you first started out, did you envision yourself in the position you're in now? No, I actually started off my career as a CPA, and I thought I wanted to, to spend my career doing taxes, which I don't know, I guess in college that sounded exciting, but as I actually got some experience doing it, I realized that I, I liked being in a more forward-looking position and that kind of got me into some internal consulting roles. And then I went to business school and spent a few years as an external consultant for IBM. And I really liked helping companies and, and organizations go through large transformations. About a year ago, I, I uh, found a role at Delta and they were going through a transformation in their, their IT department because Delta wanted IT to be one of its competitive advantages. So it was a very forward-looking, let's see how much we can use technology to push the envelope transformation. And that probably peaked at CES in uh, January of 2020. And then, of course, a month or month and a half later, COVID hit. And we started a second transformation, which was in response to COVID, which is really to right-size the IT organization in response to the airline itself getting smaller. Yeah, I mean, that, that definitely leads me to my next question for what, what new challenges or opportunities does the pandemic present for your company and your industry at large? This presents Delta with an opportunity to establish another area of competitive advantage. A lot of the people who have been at Delta for a really long time will talk about how after 9-11, they needed to make security a competitive advantage. And now the focus is on making cleanliness a competitive advantage. So Delta has tried to be as far out as they can be in terms of taking the best medical information that's available and implementing it on the airline. So they blocked off all the middle seats. They made masks wearing mandatory. They do, they spray this chemical that, that's supposed to kill all the, the viruses in the air before every flight. So in a lot of ways, it's allowed Delta to find a new area where we can try to excel. And in terms of the industry as a whole, it's really tough to find any opportunities because I do think that it's going to really scale back flying for a few years. And I'm always impressed with both on the customer service side, how Delta is treating its customers and its long-term customers during this time period. And also, I don't, I don't particularly care for the word stick to but like, Delta is not selling out for profits right now, which is always. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Some other airlines have already started to eliminate the, the seat cap and have made every seat available, which considering that cases are still rising throughout the U.S. seems like a very short-sighted move that I think customers aren't going to appreciate. And actually, in terms of how Delta has turned this into an opportunity, we've, we've seen our net promoter score, which is one of the most important metrics at Delta actually rise through the pandemic. So we've given out billions of dollars worth of refunds to people, but our, our customers actually have, 
have shown that they appreciate that. I mean, from that, I mean, I know that I had a pretty expensive ticket booked on <laughs> Delta to Israel. And they were yeah. so, so understanding. And then also, I mean, I, I myself am a, am a platinum medallion. My goal was to make <laughs> diamond this year, but that's definitely not happening. And, yeah. But I mean, the fact that, that y'all extended out the frequent flyer program for such a long period of time as far as um, opportunity to, to reach that, like whatever status level was, I really appreciate. I would be one of those, those individuals who your net promoter score 10 out of 10 right there. Yeah. Um, well, you know, we know that the, the people who fly us the most are going to be probably the ones who come back first and also the ones who come back most consistently. So we wanted to keep, keep those, that group of people happy. It's amazing. What are the resources that helped propel or shape your career journey? One resource that I think was really helpful for me was the Emory Alumni Network, my college's alumni network in, in New York, especially. There's a fairly extensive alumni network there. And I always stayed in touch with them, went to events. I generally meet some new people. They had a lot of professors who would come up, so I'd also learn something interesting at, at a lot of the events. And actually, at, at one of those events, I met some people who worked uh, at Grant Thornton. And even during the 2008-2009 the recession, they were still hiring. And I actually ended up finding a job there. And it was there that I found somebody who's really been a mentor for me and, and kind of helped guide my career. So that network, even though I was never like one of those people who was rah, rah, Emery, I love it so much. But the, I really did like the people. And uh, I, I've always found that to be very helpful for me in my career. That's great. Alumni networks and they, for those relationships are so critical. Yeah, in, uh, exactly. One's professional career path. Can you name a teaching moment for you, whether that was a mistake or failure uh, that made you reassess? Yeah, I, I think one of my big teaching moments actually was something that happened in college. I had decided to become an accountant. And everybody told me that auditing was the, the best place to start your career in accounting. So I just did it because that's what everybody was telling me to do. But I realized very quickly that, that I didn't actually like auditing. And, you know, if you're not passionate about something, you're not going to be able to give it your all and you're not going to excel at it. So I had to work really hard to get into a different position in a different company where, where I was much happier. But that made me realize that, you know, even if everybody's telling you something and they're telling you that it's better for for you, you're the only one who could really make that judgment call ultimately. And you have to kind of choose things that are going to get you excited to go to work in the morning. And since then, I've always tried to pick jobs and get on projects where I knew I'd be excited to go to work every morning. Oh, that's great. So important to be excited about going to work yeah. in the morning. How has mentorship enriched your life? Finding a good mentor is a challenge, but when you do it, there's definitely some, some significant long-term benefits. When I've been in a position where there's been somebody who kind of has my best interest at heart and, and can give me advice, they've generally pushed me to take on bigger risks and strive to achieve more. And that's resulted in, in bigger success. So when I've found somebody that I can bounce ideas off of and, and kind of have formal and, in, and informal conversations with, I really think that I've learned a lot more, I've grown a lot more, and I've achieved a lot more. 
Oh, that's great. Now, what's one core value that guides your life? For me, I, I've always been really influenced professionally by my dad and my, my grandpa. And they had very different careers, very different life paths, but they just always worked hard and put in kind of the extra effort, you know, at work and with their families. So I've always tried to emulate them. That isn't a guiding principle, but I just kind of always thought like, what would my grandpa do or what would my dad do? And try to make decisions through that lens. I mean, I definitely think that learning from your elders is definitely uh, the very strong mm -hmm. value. I'm lucky that I grew up very close with, obviously my dad lived with us, but my grandpa didn't live too far away. So I was able to, to see them and talk to them and interact with them on a really regular basis. That's great. Well, you know, I want to thank you so much for joining us today and wish you tremendous success in all your worthy endeavors. Great. Thank you very much.